6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. I want to open this afternoon with the news that the Prime Minister has given his cabinet a major overhaul, dropping Harjeet Sajjan from Defence, Carolyn Bennett from Crown Indigenous Relations, Mark Garneau from Global Affairs, and Patty Haidu from Health. You know that Sajjan was heavily criticized for his handling of sexual misconduct allegations in the military. He's moving to a new new post in international development, making way for the former procurement minister, Anita Anand. She becomes just the second woman to serve as the country's defense minister. I, Indira Anita Anand, do solemnly and sincerely promise and swear that I will truly and faithfully and to the best of my skill and knowledge execute the powers and trust reposed in me as Minister of National Defense. So help me God. Lots of people talking about this appointment uh, just days before that crucial UN climate summit. Longtime environmental activist Stephen Guibault is taking over as environment minister. Uh, I mentioned that Mark Arnault was dropped from cabinet altogether. There are nine new faces in the federal cabinet sworn in this morning, including former broadcaster and Toronto MP Marcy Ian and Edmonton City Centre MP Randy Boissonneau, who's been named to the tourism portfolio and associate minister of finance. Let's take a closer look at all of this this afternoon with University of Windsor political scientist Dr. Lydia Miljean. Lydia, welcome back to the show. My, my pleasure, Diane. At first glance, your thoughts on uh, on what you saw today with the way it's uh, been put together. You know, there's a lot of talk about uh, the gender uh, parity and, and making sure that there was uh, proper representation across the country. Your thoughts? Well, gender parity has, has sort of been the standard for this government uh, mm-hmm. right from the outset. They've always had a gender balance. They've been less successful with visible minorities, and that's just the nature of the fact that they just don't have that many to choose from. And, and obviously, regional representation has been a long-standing commitment for all governments, um, and it's been challenging for the Liberals because up until now, they've had very little uh, choice <laughs> to get anybody <laughs> from Alberta or Saskatchewan for that matter. Uh, Randy Boissonneau going in as tourism minister and associate minister of finance. Um, you know, we were expecting one of the two or possibly both of them, but George Chahal has that investigation uh, swirling around him right now. So Randy Boissonneau being named to that uh, to that position. How important is that for, for Alberta and how big of a weight is that on Boissonneau's shoulders right now? Yeah, I think the weight's probably pretty big. He's got to carry, you know, not just Alberta, but a lot of, you know, the prairie provinces as well. Even a low level, you know, tourism is considered a, a sort of a lower ranking, lower mm-hmm. level um, portfolio. So it'll, it'll, we'll have to see how effective he is at cabinet and, and sort of pushing the agenda and really pushing against the heavy hitters that have been announced, such as Gilbo in, in environment. I mm-hmm. think that that's going to be sort of the, the big battles inside cabinet. And uh, it, it's, I mean, that's the part that I think is, is, the most shocking is to have not just somebody who's pro-environment, but an environmental activist, mm-hmm. a person who, you know, was member of Greenpeace, but more important, he was member of Equitaire, which was very strong in 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 helping make the decision and, and pushing the government not to pursue Energy East. And so he is very much, it, it almost seems like it's pitting Quebec against uh, Alberta in, in the 
selecting Gibbo as the environment minister. Yeah, Lydia, already hearing from uh, my listeners about that appointment as soon as it, was, as, it, as it happened this morning, the text started rolling in. A lot of people mm. um, wondering, you know, what that is going to look like over the coming days, weeks, months ahead. Let's talk about Harjit Sajjan, um, as expected, moved out of defense. And we have Anita Anand taking over defense, becoming the second woman after Kim Campbell to take on that portfolio. Uh, I think there's some people who are a little surprised that Sajjan, uh, you know, was mo- just moved into a different uh, portfolio, thinking maybe that he should be out uh, altogether. Um, having said that, though, let's talk about Anita Anand. I mean, she is considered a bit of a star in the cabinet. She's got um, a big portfolio and a big old mess to help try to clean up. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that sort of were happening with moving of, of that file. I mean, Mark Garneau, you know, a former astronaut, a star player. I mean, he was the minister involved when we brought the two Michaels back to Canada, and he's turfed out of cabinet. Yeah. And yet, as you rightly point out, Harjit Sajjan is kept, you know, his shuffled, you know, it's a demotion, but he's still in cabinet um, doing international affairs. So, you know, Anita Anand, obviously by the by the Liberal government's accounting, did a fabulous job getting those mm-hmm. those vaccines. I'm a bit more critical. I mean, I don't think it's that amazing to be able to buy 700 million vaccines. <laughs> you know, you, she overpurchased, and mm-hmm. yeah, we all have vaccines, but now we're giving them away. So let's put that aside. I think that the, the messaging that they were doing today was very careful and really interesting because they what they wanted to focus is not so much on her procurement skills, but the fact that she had skills in governance mm-hmm. and process. And so that was really what they were focusing on. They they basically identified that, that it wasn't really Sergeant um, Har- Harjit Sajjan's pro- fault that things couldn't get solved in the military that is a long-standing thing that they really need to change their governance structures and their process and that that's why they're bringing in Anita Anand to, to save the day. Yeah well you know but the, the the Prime Minister has been loath to do any of that over the past number of months I mean we're, we're years as a matter of fact I mean if you go back to to 2015 and uh, the Deschamps report I mean it said from you know the get-go that there needed to be independent uh, review uh, on it that things had to change and nothing really has changed. We just keep waiting for more and more former Supreme Court justices to put forward another report. Well, you know, they, they're saying that they have different priorities. I mean, I'm not here to apologize for the Liberal government. No, I know. Um, you know, uh, they're they're making they're deciding that they're going to do it today, yeah. as opposed to doing it for the last six years. So I'm not sure what the last six years were about, but you know, now we're, we're there's a there's a new sheriff in town, and we'll see what happens so, with um, Anon and Miss Burl. So, uh, Mr. Garno. No, drop from cabinet altogether, as you mentioned. There, there's talk of a possible ambassador role for him. Yeah, I mean that is the chatter. That's the the the, the rumors. Uh, the rumors are also that they haven't decided one way or the other. Um, it could be that they just didn't want to make an announcement today. And that yeah. the prime minister said in his press conference that today is about the cabinet shuffle, and so they don't want to be taken off message. Um, it would be unfortunate to to just have him as a backbencher. It makes no sense. I mean, he really did nothing wrong. I mean, certainly he wasn't the worst performer. Like even even thinking about you know people who were elevated like Mel. Melanie Jolie, you know, that was my, my one of the other surprises this morning, was that she's she's promoted 
to foreign affairs. I mean, this is a woman who every single cabinet position she was in was a disaster. I mean, she was in charge of the Canada 150. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's the person who bought that $5 million skating rink that only lasted a month <laughs> that nobody could play hockey on, you know. Um, there, there's, there's a list and list of, of her missteps. And now she's going to be Canada's outward-facing uh, minister. Mm-hmm. So I guess it tells me that this government is not that much interested in foreign affairs, um, that they've, they've replaced that portfolio. Uh, it's almost been a revolving door throughout this government's mandate. Interesting, interesting. Erin uh, O'Toole describing uh, today's cabinet shuffle. Um, what did he say? Inexperienced and ideologically driven individuals who represent a real risk to our our economic prosperity and our national unity went on to say today's changes to cabinet represent just another example of the prime minister's continuing to reward ministers who have consistently demonstrated incompetence and a lack of accountability <laughs> your thoughts well he's not pulling any punches today uh you know it, it does it does it does feel very liberally like you know when i was when i was when, especially when the first announcements are going on, i was like wow they are really focusing on their liberal agenda there doesn't seem mm-hmm. to be a coalition of fiscal conservatives in here i mean it's not, you don't expect there to be a lot of conservatives but you'd expect there to be some you know people who are looking at the bottom line or, and that can that can push back i mean you know when you look at sort of committees and structures you don't as much as we say we want consensus that actually is not necessarily healthy you want somebody to go wait a minute that that might be a bad idea like for example don't go to tofino on reconciliation day you know things like that you want people to be able to voice a contrary point of view without having any um negative consequences to them and so this is a very young cabinet um of also very young faces is um, some inexperienced, some experienced but bad experience, uh-huh. and pushing out senior members such as Mark Gar- Garneau just makes me feel like this cabinet and what the prime minister wants is more cheerleaders and people to support his agenda than necessarily push back and make better decisions. Mm, great point right there. Uh, Dr. Lydia Miljean joining me this afternoon. Just quickly, um, Christy Freeland remains in finance and, and deputy PM. What do you think we're going to see for her over the next, I don't know, year, 18 months, two years, probably uh, at the most before the possibility of another election? I'm guessing that Trudeau won't run again. Are we going to see more more of Christy Freeland um, in, in, in the next um, year or two and the possibility of that? Okay, you're, you're next up as as liberal leader perhaps i mean but you know when asked today the prime minister did say he was going to seek re-election and the next time we we went to the polls i mean he says that today Mm -hmm. we know um you know christopher may or may not be the heir apparent i think that this might be a trial balloon as well i mean she's certainly is going to have a big challenge again it's it's very easy to spend money and it's very easy to be the savior during a global pandemic and a crisis but really as we move out of it the hard job is going to be how do you keep the economy rolling how do you ensure that we don't have skyrocketing inflation i mean inflation we're feeling it this winter and part of it is the price of fuel Mm -hmm. and there's a tax on that fuel right we heat our homes we drive our cars and so it's going to be a hard winter and inflationary pressures are going to be something that this government has to be very concerned about because a lot of their budgeting and a lot of their assumptions were based on low interest rates and it looks like the bank of canada could raise interest rates 
you know, at least three times in the mm-hmm. next year to help cool down this inflationary pressure. I mean, that is a huge challenge. And so in a way, yes, you might be up in front and center, but um, the prime minister be, could be setting her up for a major fall, especially when people start, you know, we, we haven't talked, you know, the fact that we haven't talked about inflation in the last 25 years tells you um, that people forget how devastating that can be. And I think Albertans are in particularly attuned even to this day about how devastating inflation was because you know i was i grew up in alberta in in the 1980s and i remember those you know double digit inflation numbers and the fact that we had high unemployment because of the national energy program and so inflation and oil and gas are very close in hand and uh and it has far-reaching consequences for the entire country lydia miljean joining me this afternoon we'll leave it there thanks for your time once again my pleasure. Lovely talking to you again, Jalen. Yeah, take care. Dr. Lydia Miljean, who is a, is a poli-sci prof at the University of Windsor.